intimacy comes through an invitation and a choice. Welcome to the One Cry Podcast, a nationwide call for spiritual awakening. The goal, accelerating the movement of God through sharing revival truth, stories, and reports. And now, your hosts, Bill Eliff and Kyle Reno. Well, welcome to the One Cry Podcast. I'm Kyle Reno. This is Bill Eliff. We get the honor and privilege of sort of leading this thought and this journey uh, to really get to God's heart, uh, to get into His presence and learn how to pray with power and to believe that out of that personally, it's going to impact people all over the world. You know, Kyle, I have a little statement I've made a thousand times, and that is that everything flows from the presence of the Lord. I mean, just think about it. if you have his presence, you've got everything that matters and lasts. Right. But if you don't have that, right. you got nothing. You got nothing. I mean, you just think about a, a worship service or a family. Right. And the presence of God is not there. Yeah. Or the presence of God is is mm-hmm. vitally there. Yeah. So, I, I you know, it's, it's but it takes something to get well, there. Well, it's focus. You yeah, know, it takes the right focus. I was mm-hmm. watching recently uh, <clears throat> 30 for 30, you know, I mean, you love talking yeah. about and it recaps these sports moments. Well, this one was was on the shark, man. Greg Norman. Greg Norman. You know, mm-hmm. and and I didn't know. I was just telling you this earlier. You know, Greg Norman was three over three hundred something weeks of his golfing career. He's the world number one. That's unbelievable. That's he, like six years. Yeah, right. Right. That's unreal. Unbe- and but when I say his name, you say his name. You think of blow ups. Yeah. You think of Augusta. How he lost the Masters. Yeah, he lost the Masters. Well, he in that moment, and you can go watch if you want to. What happened was he gets to seventeen in one of them that he lost, and everyone comes back from Jack Nicholson's group. Yeah. To his, and he said the sea of humanity, and and just surrounds him, and he just loses his focus. Wow. Loses focus. And because of that, he makes bad decisions. Yeah. And he makes bad shots. Yeah. And you think, well, that's obviously a golf game. Yeah. But boy, there's some implications to the spiritual oh, life. Oh, it's unbelievable for us. And and a lot more at stake than a green jacket that's right. Masters. Hmm. So uh, one of the great passages on this is a story that, that everybody, uh, if you're a believer, you know of the story of Mary and Martha. And I just want to read this passage, Luke 10, 38. Uh, it says, as they were traveling, Jesus and his disciples, he entered a village and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister called Mary, now get this, who is seated at the Lord's feet, listening to his word. But Martha was distracted with all of her preparations. And she came up to him and said, Lord, Do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the serving alone? Tell her to help me. But the Lord answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and bothered about so many things, but only one thing is really necessary. Mary has chosen the good part, which shall not be taken away from her. Now, when we think about experiencing the conscious awareness of God's presence and walking with God, however you want to say this, being filled with Him. Uh, Oftentimes, intimacy with Christ is lost through the lure of many good things. The word distracted here that's used about Martha is a word that means drawn away. So 
it's it's when you're looking in one direction and you got your mind focused here, but something happens and it just pulls you away. And there's so many things that can distract us in life. I mean, just think about this. Sin can distract us. Uh, some temptation can distract us. Uh, sometimes it's just pure busyness that distracts us. Uh, sometimes it's bitterness or disappointment. I've seen so many people who were walking with Christ and then some tragedy happened and they didn't interpret that properly. They, they didn't work through that properly and they end up really angry at God. Well, then you're not gonna look at God. You're not gonna walk with God. You don't want his presence because you don't think he's a good God. And uh, you can walk away from the conscious awareness of his presence. Uh, religious activity uh, can pull us away. That's, that sounds crazy, but just think of the, the uh, Pharisees and Sadducees of the Bible. They were crossing every T and dotting every I, but they were a million miles from being aware of God's presence. They looked at Jesus and said he had a demon. And then sometimes just apathy. You know, just living a careless life. We don't care. And uh, we miss what really matters. Now you say, well, Bill, how do, how do I know if I'm distracted? Just to help you know whether or not you've been distracted and pulled away from simple, pure devotion to Jesus Christ, let me ask you four questions. And, and I want you to answer them, okay? Right wherever you are, just answer these questions. Number one, are you worried? And Jesus looked at, at Martha and said, Martha, you are worried. <laughs> and I can uh, clearly see that you're missing it because you've become fearful about things that you shouldn't be fearful about. So worry, I remember one time I came in to my mother's house. I was pastoring and nearby, and I was just so worried about some deal at church. And and I just poured out my heart to my mom, who was just this godly country Christian. And uh, she looked at me and she said, Billy, she said, are you worried? And I said, well, yeah, I'm worried. She said, well, did you know that worry is a sin? <laughs> I just wanted to, you know, slap my mother. <laughs> Sorry, I, I hate to say it that way. But I, she was dead right. You know, if if I'm worried, it's it's clear that I have lost really perspective. Or here's a second question, are you bothered? You know, you're just bugged about stuff. You're just frustrated. You don't even, you don't even know what it's about. You just kind of, everything irritates you. Jesus said to Martha, you are worried and you are bothered about so many things. Everything just kind of bugs you. Well, that's a clear indication you've lost intimacy with Christ. Here's a third thing. Are you angry? Now, just think about it. Martha was ticked off. And she, she's the only one in, in the Bible that I can find that really told Jesus off. You know, she, she said here, Lord, do you not see, as if you wasn't the Son of God, do you not see that Mar Mary has left me to do all this alone? And then he or she orders Jesus around. Tell her to help me. <laughs> she was just angry. And why was that? Well, it's because she was proud. She thought everything resolved, revolved around her, you know, and that everybody ought to be helping her. And uh, that you don't have that when you're in the presence of God and aware of his presence. 
Here's a fourth question. Are you whining? I can just hear this kind of nasally whine uh, in Martha's voice. Lord, do you not know? You know, and that comes when we're ungrateful. You know, the truth of the matter is we shouldn't whine about anything. My wife has a, a little plaque in our kitchen because we have 25 grandkids and it simply says, no whining. <laughs> we're not going to whine because everything in this kitchen is here by the grace of God. And we ought to be grateful uh, for everything we have. So if those things are happening, if I'm worried, bothered, frustrated, angry, whining, don't blame it on something else. What's happened is you have been distracted. You have walked away from intimacy with Jesus Christ. I, one of my favorite authors is A.W. Tozer, and Tozer said, a thousand distractions would woo us away from God, but if we are wise, we will sternly put them from us and make room for the king and take time to entertain him. Some things may be neglected, but with little loss to the spiritual life, but to neglect intimacy with God is to hurt ourselves where we cannot afford it. Oh my goodness. So you say, Bill, how do we how do we come back into experiencing the presence of, of Christ, into intimacy with Christ? And the beautiful thing is the Lord, the Lord understands us. He knows that we're going to get distracted. And He's provided a way for us to come back. And and I want you to notice this in this story. Intimacy comes through an invitation and a choice. Now, the, the most wonderful thing about Jesus is he invites us to come, right? Uh, draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. He, he says in Matthew 11, come, all you who are weary and heavy laden, I, I'll, I'll give you rest. He says in uh, John 7, 37, if any man is thirsty, let him just come to me and drink, and he who believes in me, will have rivers of living water flowing out of him. Revelation twenty two seventeen. let all who are thirsty come and just drink of the water of life freely without cost. Uh, how did Mary find the intimacy that Jesus spoke of? Uh, well, she was listening to the Lord's word seated at his feet. Now we talked a, a week or so ago on this podcast about posture. Notice her posture. She was seated. This indicates she was taking time. It indicates faith. It indicates attention, right? She didn't just sit at anybody's feet, but she wanted to sit at Jesus' feet. It indicates time. I'm going to give you the necessary time. So if you want to, if you want to restore intimacy with Christ, get in the right posture, sit at his feet, right? Turn to him, give your attention to him, your focus to him. And secondly, the action, listening to the Lord's word. Now, I, you know, I have all these kids, eight kids, and they early on mastered the art of selective hearing. I could say, you know, uh, hey, you know, David or Josh, go take the trash out. 
And they just somehow, they never hear that. I can say it five times, they don't hear it. If I got in a closet and whispered, let's all go get ice cream, all eight of my kids would have heard that instantly. We hear what we want to hear. If you want to be intimate with the Lord, you, you've got to listen to Him. I, I love what Proverbs 1 says. It says, turn to my reproof, and I will do two things. I will pour out my Spirit on you, and I'll make my words known to you. I just, that's so powerful to me. Uh, in other words, I'm talking to you, Bill, and when I talk, I want you to listen, and I want you to respond. If you do, I'm going to do two things. I'm going to pour out my spirit, and I'm going to make my words, this is the God of the universe, my word known to you. I'm going to tell you something. There's not much more I want in life than that. To hear God, to have his spirit, everything would flow out of his presence, but I've got to listen to him. Now, there's one key word in verse 42 that I think is, is the foundation for everything about intimacy. It says, Mary has chosen. She has chosen, and she chose the good part, and this part will never be taken away from her. She's going to get stuff that you can't get anywhere else because she chose to draw near to the Lord and to be intimate with Him. But it was a, it was a choice. J. Oswald Sanders, in his great book, I'd, I'd recommend it to you, Intimacy with God, makes a statement. He said, each of the disciples was as close to Jesus as he chose to be. For the Son of God has no favorites with Him. There's no caprice or favoritism. Their relationship with him was the result of their own choice, conscious or unconscious. It's a sobering thought that we too are as close to Christ as we really choose to be. And then he said this, It would seem that admission to the inner circle of deepening intimacy with God is the outcome of deep desire. Only those who count such intimacy a prize worth sacrificing anything else for are likely to attain it. If other intimacies are more desirable to us, we will not gain entry to that circle. The place on Jesus' breast, Sanders said, is still vacant, and it's open to any who are willing to pay the price of deepening intimacy. We are now, and we will be in the future, only as intimate with God as we really choose to be. And you know why this is so important to make that choice? It's because everything flows from the presence of the Lord. Everything. Kyle, I, I tell you, when I think about just the, the, the Christian life, right. nothing is more important right. than walking with Jesus right. and being aware of His presence yeah. and, and listening to Him. Yeah, I think <clears throat> I remember saying this one time out loud and then thinking, I actually really believe that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't think that the most miserable people on planet Earth uh, are those that don't know the Lord. Right. Because they don't know. They haven't tasted. They ain't tasted and seen. Yeah. yeah they're, they're, they're blind. Mm -hmm. Their senses are numb. Mm -hmm. I think some of the most miserable people on Earth uh, are the Martha types. Right. That know enough to be near but are not experiencing. Right. Yeah, right. that are not just that, and the Lord wants so much more for us than just yeah. 
obligation. And life becomes so so useless, so yeah. purposeless. Right. You know, you don't you don't have his instruction, right. you don't have his comfort, right. you don't have his encouragement. Right. I mean every single thing, you don't have his direction. Right. Unless you have the presence of God. Right. And and I know let's make this real clear. I know that once we become a Christian the Spirit comes to live inside yeah, of us. Absolutely. So I'm not saying yeah. that we lose the Holy right, Spirit. Right. I'm saying, though, it is very possible yeah. for other things in our soul and sure. our mind to push Christ kind of off the throne, and yeah. we're just not aware of yeah. His presence. I mean, why and would Jesus say, abide in me then? Right. Right. I mean, if it was mm-hmm. just this one-time download, right. you know, like, yeah, absolutely, sealed by the Spirit, yeah. Absolutely, my salvation is secure in the yeah. finished work of Jesus Christ. Yeah. But that doesn't mean I'm experiencing. That's right. That doesn't mean I'm walking. Yeah, and you and you just live. You're living in the energy of the flesh. Yeah. I mean, here's Paul in Galatians five, contrasting two Christians, right? Blind Christians, you can walk by the Spirit. Yeah. Or walk by the flesh. Yeah. With your own humanism, which yeah. one are you going to do? Yeah. Well, yeah, listen, our hope always is this, is not information. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to get you to good truth yeah. so that we can be transformed. And so let's pause. <laughs> let's not go mm-hmm. on about our work. You mm-hmm. know, let's stop right now in this moment. I want to encourage you to join us as we pray, okay? So you can keep yeah. driving, eyes open, but you're also praying. I'll start us off, Bill. You okay. So, Father, we love you, and Lord, thank you that you want more for us, mm-hmm. that you want more of you to be known, experienced, loved. Lord, you want us to abide. You want us to know you in the power of the resurrection. Lord, knowing that we're going to suffer in this world, mm-hmm. God, so we, the, the hardship and difficult things are coming. Uh, the question is, will we know you? <laughs> will we know you mm-hmm. to the fullest measure possible? So I just ask, Lord, for all the listeners and anyone else out there and for all your sons and daughters in the kingdom. God, I just pray you would help us to really know you, That's to right. really make room for mm-hmm. you in our last time, to mm-hmm. sit at your feet and to, mm-hmm. to know your instruction, Lord. So please do a fresh work in that area. Lord, and we know that everything valuable in this mm-hmm. life comes at a cost. Mm-hmm. And Lord, uh, uh, that cost is saying no to other things. Mm-hmm. So when you said deny yourself, Lord, help us to understand what that means. Uh, to lay aside other intimacies that we mm. think will thrill us or satisfy us or give us comfort. And let us choose uh, the good part that and remind us of its value, that it will yeah. never be taken away from us. We get something here, Lord, that we can't get any other place. And I... I just pray that that it would become like the pearl of great price to us. We'd be willing to sell everything we have to know you, to be intimate with you. So take us there, and uh, we'll give you glory. And uh, for all of eternity, we'll rejoice at what you've done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, hey, as always, thank you for your time. We would ask you, man, help us spread the word about what God's wanting to do in our lives and wanting to do in His church so that we might see a real revival in our day. So share it, like it, send it to somebody else. <laughs> let them know and, uh, and, and keep coming. Each yeah. week we're coming back with truths uh, to learn with you. So we hope you have a great week. We'll see you next week.